Thank you for listening to or watching an episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about why I think they should get rid of milestones. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you think of the new format. It doesn't hit your sub boxes. The Q&A sessions go up at the exact same time as the main video, but I don't have a hit your sub boxes. It just is linked in the previous uh, the video. So let me know what you think about this new format. I, I didn't want to bombard you guys with content, but I do want to get it out there uh, and on the channel. So let's jump right into the questions. Also, if you're enjoying the content, clicking the like button and sharing the video is a really free and easy way of helping out the channel uh, and helping me out. So thank you those for those of you that do that. First question coming in from Monkey Hero. What changes would you like to see for Blade Barrage shards to bring it back in line with the other super supers? Well, personally, I think that it should be based off of orb generation and that would solve the problem of, you know, oh, it's too strong in PvP. If I line up a great shot and I generate six or seven orbs, I think that's fair to give me, I don't know, 60 to 70% of my super back. What, 10% for every orb, you know? So what would that be in PvP? Like, what, maybe 10, maybe 10 or 20% at most? 30 if you get a really good triple, which is uh, rare, you know? I, I don't know. To me... To me, I think basing off of ore generation is fine. And people are like, what about when you dump it into a boss? I mean, I mean, they could do a generic amount if you dump it into a yellow bar because of the amount of damage you do to a single target. But again, you know, Orpheus Rig's tether is at its best when it grabs a bunch of people. You know, the 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 skull the skull build is at its best when you hit a bunch of people. And if you dump your skull, the Dire Ahamkara Nova into a boss, you you get less back, and I think that's actually fine. I, I think that's sensible. So that's what I would do. I would base it off of orb generation, because to me, if you're generating that many orbs, that's a really, really good. You you. Oh gosh, that was terrible. You use your blade barrage well, and I. That's that's how I would slate it. You know, and to me, it seems more sensible to say we're going to give you back super energy for using it in kind of a frivolous way. You you know, you cleared a bunch of ads. Here's your super back. And, you know, and then you and then you can kind of keep that in rhythm with the combat, instead of saying, "Oh, you get a bunch of super back because you did a bunch of damage to the boss." I don't know. That just seems less sensible to me. Maybe I'm thinking about it backwards, but for me, it just makes way more sense to go into a lost sector without the thing from Ada. That that was great, guys. I'm an idiot. Okay, oh, we gotta go back to the tower. I'm so stupid. So yeah, I just, think that's, I just think that makes more sense to have it based off of ore generation. Uh, Anaray Senpai. I almost never enjoy PvP, but I'm really enjoying Crimson Doubles. The reunited buff allowed me to spam healing nades and play like a true support class. Think Bungie would ever learn, oh, lean more into this, or would it take away from the identity of the game? Personally, I think if they went with more thematic style of PvP, like Mayhem and what you're talking about, it's more thematic, so your abilities are, are as you say, playing a very a very distinct role. I think they have more of a future in that than in trying to be competitive and balanced. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Like, th- that, that to me is, is whenever they do stuff like that and people respond well to it and they really like it, you know, and obviously people really like Mayhem, I don't know, that seems to fit more in line with the classes and the abilities and, and everything. Um, I forgot that I've been enjoying Skull so much after I just talked about it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that build. It's a really fun build. 
you know, but again, I don't have a lot of ideas in my head how they could do this. They have tried game modes that have completely and utterly flopped, like Rift and the, what was the other one they just tried recently, Breakthrough or whatever the frick. I mean, you can't have, those game those games just struggled, and I think it's understandable why um, they're just, the, the predetermined spawns and stuff makes it too manipulatable, you know, for people to, they basically just keep you trapped in spawn like that's what made rift so bad it just turned into a spawn trap so i say this and acknowledge fully that they've not done a great job i mean even gambit is in a bad place with respect to how good it is rift was fun before people turned it into a spawn camp like just trapping people in spawn rift was so much fun until that happened i liked it until it just got turned into a you can't flip spawns well we'll trap you in your spawn and shoot the frick out of you you know Justin uh, LeMay, thoughts on Crimson Days? I'm not really thrilled with the event at all. You can't buy the bow more than once. Not even once per character. Literally, you just buy it one time. It would have been a great source of um, grind for enhancement cores. Maybe after you buy it the first time, it gets more expensive. So you can get the seven enhancement cores every once in a while just for playing. But I don't, I don't understand the mentality of not being generous to the player base right now. Why would you be withholding? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I bought, I had over 200 of the little hearts, and I bought however many that translates into of those little boxes. It's like, it's like what is it, 15 per box? So, I mean, I, I bought close to 20. And I got two enhancement cores. So, I mean, I was like, I'm not doing this. I was going to grind Nightfalls and get as many hearts as I could. And I was just going to buy a bunch of bows and break them down. Or I would just buy the boxes and then hope to get enhancement cores. But the turnover rate was trash. And I was like, well, this is stupid and I'm not going to do it now. It didn't take me that long to get the bow. So I'm done with the event. Now, as the previous question indicated, if people are enjoying the PvP, then good for them. But the actual grind in the you know for the heart for the hearts and the stuff it just seems completely and utterly silly even if people are enjoying the pvp they're going to be done with the thing really really fast it doesn't take that long at all uh the spider bounties are a more stable grind for cores right you get you know you get six or whatever so train I know you have said this over and over I only have a limited amount of time to play each week but I don't want to be forced to play content that I don't enjoy well, nobody's forcing you to play content that you don't enjoy. If you want a 1K Voices, that's your desire as a player, and it's in a location. If you don't like raiding, tough. You know? that That's just the nature of this game. The alternative is, if I give you your way, if I give you carte blanche, blank, here's a blank check, you can do whatever you want and get whatever you want, that hurts the game significantly. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that really hurts the game. Oh, I want a 1K Voices. Yeah, no problem. Just go grind strikes. It'll probably drop eventually. That's dumb. You know? There needs to be gear that's gotten in certain aspects of the game and not in others. The last word being a PvP-oriented quest was... It was good. It was sensible. It was 100% sensible. It's fine. I, you know? Now, Eugene's making a good point. The grind may have gotten gutted for Crimson Days because it was originally supposed to be a two-week event. So it may have gotten gutted because of that. Maybe they maybe they shortened it. Again, I don't know. I, I still don't know why you wouldn't be generous. Why would you not let me get at least three bows so two of them can be broken down in the cores? 
you know, I, it just doesn't make it just doesn't make an ounce of sense. Stop being withholding. Give us stuff. Oh, but people will hoard, and that'll hurt future grind. We'll figure that out. Like, d- you know what I mean? Masterwork cores should be for mastery, and if they were and if they were slated for mastery, people would be using them and and, and investing them into their gear, and then and stockpiling them wouldn't have this enormous benefit. It would be like, well, yeah, I guess in the future you'll be able to masterwork new gear quicker. But is that a is that such a big problem that they can convert perks into enhanced perks really easily or invest in their mastery of their items? You know, or every season the new gear drops and there's something new that you need to grind for, a new material that you would need if you want to enhance the perks or or masterwork them, right? So you would get to the end of a season and be like, well, I have a bunch of these left over, but I don't really need them anymore. And next season, there's going to be a new currency for investing in this gear. Like that solves the problem with people just stockpiling. And then you can be generous. You can let people get stuff. You can reward people with loot when they grind instead of being like, well, we can't let people get too many or they'll just stockpile. I mean, we're stockpiling anyway. So what's the difference? What's it, you know, what's, what's it matter? It, we're already stockpiling. We're we're basically saving up cores for next season if we're a, if we're if we're a hardcore player. So you're I mean you're not going to slow me down. It's not freaking possible. The only way you slow me down and the only way you make the pathways of of infusion or mastery, you know, a consistent sort of this takes a second for you to do. You know, you maybe you got to go get stuff. Is again every season the new gear then has like a new material for investment. You know, season of the drifter. If you get any new, any of the new gear with the little, with the little, they'll probably have like a little symbol, right? The little, the little gambit symbol will probably be the symbol, the snakes. That little symbol will be on all the gear that drops in that season. Well, if you want to master it or you want to uh, masterwork it or enhance a perk, you could have the coins that look like that, that you have to get from doing certain activities or certain, you know, hard activities from the drifter and then he then he becomes a source for that season's stuff and then it's always there so like think of it like this spider has the enhancement cores all right but let's imagine they were called something else and spider had those enhancement cores and those were used for all of the forsaken gear if you want to enhance it or master it like take it up and get those random benefits and then you want to enhance the perks okay you call them uh, instead of calling them enhancement cores, they have something to do with spider, you know, they're, 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 they're web weave tokens or something. I don't know. Then when season of the drifter rolls around, everything is themed with, with gambit and with drifter. And then you go to drifter and you need to get his stuff and you need to do his bounties. Cause when you do his stuff and his bounties, then you're able to invest in that gear, masterwork that gear and take those perks up. So you encase, you encase that grind. So stockpiling isn't a problem. You, that season has its own, its own sort of internal currency. So then instead of feeling like, oh, everybody's just going to stockpile. We better not be generous. No, it doesn't matter. I now have a new currency I have to grind for. If I would like to take any of the new gear, any of the new stuff that Drifter's bringing, any of the new stuff that Joker's Wild is bringing, I have to get that new currency to invest in that gear. If I want to enhance the perks, if I want to masterwork it, whatever. That is exactly how you you, you keep people from stockpiling. That's how you keep people from stockpiling resources and tokens, by the way, too. You basically say, oh, you want to use... 
you want to get this new stuff you want to buy this new stuff from Zavala okay well these tokens are are old and they're going to give you old gear if you turn them in they're going to give you last season stuff but if you want to get the new stuff there's new tokens for this season that you can use to get the new stuff that's what you do it's just it to me it's just such an obvious solution you just encase every season with its own currency changes they do that with the with the eververse ingrams already they change the name of the eververse ingrams every season so why not do that with the currency well that's not fair i earned all these tokens and i should be able to use them you are right and you can you're 100% right. You can use those you can use those Vanguard tokens and they have a little season number on them. And when you turn them into Zavala, it pulls from that season's loot pool. Is what we need more currency? Well, think about it, right? Like you wouldn't really need to stockpile and if you stockpiled, sure, there you go. Dump everything into Zavala, break down everything you get from him, and now you're done with that current that season's currency. It doesn't have any value to you anymore other than a turnover of loot, like you're going to get loot for the currency. The currency's not invalidated. They're not invalidating your grind. They're containing it. They're containing your grind. It's like, oh, you in season five, you were grinding like crazy and you got a bunch of tokens for Zavala. Cool. Your grind is contained to that season. That's exactly how it should work. It should. It, that's exactly how it should work. Instead of instead of being like, oh no, that grind is basically it's got a it's got a in an in infinitude feel to it. Oh yeah, it just carries over to the next season. Now you got all the stuff again. Not a good move for marketing. How does it have anything to do with marketing? Welcome to the new season. Here's the new stuff. Here's how you get the new stuff. You invest with the new stuff with the new currencies or you buy it with the new currencies. And then in the old currency still has value. They have not invalidated your grind. They have not undercut your work. You can still turn those tokens in for all the old stuff. Do you know what I would do? right before the end of the season I would go to Devrim K I would go to Zavala I would go to everyone and I would say alright turn all my tokens in let's get all this stuff and let's break it all down that's what I would do cause that's the sensible thing to do you're, you're, you're done with that season and you're, and you're getting your rewards from that season that you earned like you earned those rewards and, and then you and then you get them and they're contained into that into that previous month stockpiling is now invalidated as a problem you do the same thing with all the powerful bounties you look at the bounty you're like here's your iron banner bounty it rewards you with a 650 powerful ingram we i I have never seen a team struggle this much with this thing stop rezzing and just keep his shield down stop rezzing you're just dying trying to rez I'm dying because I'm, you know, we're getting peppered. That's fine. Dying is, I'm not, I'm not I'm getting frustrated because we're dying. Just, just stop rezzing. Just, just keep, just keep shots on him. We're, we're in a terrible cycle of res. Yeah, see, just keep shots on him. Don't go, don't go for me. Because then I jump right back in and I can damage him because you're shooting him instead of going for my res. You never go for reses in this fight, really. You just go for damage because this shield's coming back. See, there we go. Um... And people want raid matchmaking. Well, I mean, we we just got bad. We just got stuck in a bad cycle. I, it wasn't anybody's fault. Going for reses makes sense. It just doesn't make sense in this encounter, um, unless you're like in a well or something. 
So yeah, I think you contain the currencies. You just 100% contain the currencies. That's a great way you kind of you kind of clean out the vault, clean out your currencies right before the season changes. Season changes, you got new things from from Drifter for masterworking and for enhancing your enhancement, you know, your you want to enhance your uh, your abilities, your I'm sorry, your perks. I think that'd be a great way of doing it. CD Grease. Without milestones, how do you propose gear leveling to work? Something like RNG for what level gear you get or something more structured? I answered this in the talk. Everything you do increases your level, and when you're in higher level content, you get bigger jumps. You know what I'm saying? I talked about this in the video. It's literally it's literally just play the game and get stuff. It raises your it raises your level automatically train kind of off topic why isn't the holiday event like the dawning where you get heart during all activities only being one week it doesn't seem like a quick time to get uh ec thanks again i don't know what you mean by ec is that like a is that what they're called they're called confectionery hearts um or is he talking about the bow dude it won't take you long to get the bow at all trust me i mean it 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 is super super fast the it, oh, enhancement cores. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, it, it would have been, it would have actually been a pretty good grind for enhancement cores. Sorry, he meant enhancement cores with the EC. It, I mean, you would have been able to just keep getting the bow over and over again, or at the very least, have the drop rate from the box be reasonable. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that it, you know, should have been it, two weeks. Is that's a bummer that it wasn't two weeks? I'm not sure what happened. The but the the earn rate of the hearts being relegated to PvP and like nightfalls, I'm fine with that. I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal. And the bounties too. I mean, his bounties are going to reset in a minute, and you can get more and then do those again. The the nightfall, the big one is is just a weekly though. So you can't keep doing the nightfall one. Rusty says, get rid of milestones. Amen, brother. Milestones just push you to various game modes for a couple of weeks until power cap for no reason. What do you think of D2's progression versus the D1 system of gaining more power primarily through raids, nightfall, iron banner, and trials? Should power level be important? No, I just think this game would be in a much better place if pursuing power and level was just a matter of playing. And whatever you did just leveled you up to greater or lesser degrees. And then the real value of power level maxing out is getting to the end game and new and, and all those activities. Getting to the loot pursuit. To me, like that that's where that's where the game shines. The game shines with loot pursuit. The game does not shine for a couple of weeks of hardcore players navigating milestones to level and then they're done. That just that's not where the game shines. That's we're not actually playing the game. I, I have always said I do not like the first couple of days or the week after a power level bump if there's a raid. Because it's literally just a bunch of unnatural playing. We're playing for a ridiculous amount of hours and we're trying to navigate really goofy leveling paths to get to get ready for a raid instead of just doing no if you play and you play enough you'll level up you'll level up you'll be ready there'll be a global cap everybody will be on the same playing field i absolutely hate the leveling aspect of it every time we're leading up to a raid it's my least favorite part of new content my least favorite part of new content is the leveling because we're just we're not 
we're we're not actually doing anything. We're not we're not chasing loot. We're just chasing power through very very strange means. It's just a very very weird way of leveling. Very strange way. I, it just play, get stuff, enjoy the content, and then when you hit max level, the whole game rolls over and changes. I love games that do that well. As soon as you get to the end game, they're like, "Welcome to the real grind. Welcome to the real show." You know, it's like when people got partnered on Twitch. It's like, welcome to the real grind now. That's the real grind is 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 once you're partnered. Getting partnered was just the beginning, right? Getting max level is just the beginning. I, you know, that's what I think. And then the loot pursuit takes over. You go to all the different planets, all the different NPCs, all the different activities, and then you're, you're grinding out for the loot. And then the, the beauty of that is, is th- if that stuff's all over the game, it satisfies the casual player base because it's like, well, there's literally just stuff to pursue, I mean, everywhere. I'm not relegated to, I have to play this or I have to play that. Like, it's very easy for them to kind of see, oh, look, I can go do this, I can chase that. There's a bounty over here. There's a loot pursuit here. You know, it's a, it's a great, great system, I think, of letting people pursue loot and play the game they the way they want instead of feeling like you have to do certain activities or jump through really, really weird hoops uh, to try to level. Billy. As a PS4 player, having to travel to the tower to pick up bounties is way too slow. Do you think there's an argument to be made to be able to pick up bounties in orbit, or is that part of the experience? You don't... I, I mean, I hear I hear your pain. It isn't fun to go to the tower with load screens. Like, that's why the Ada bounty system needs revamps. Right. I, I, I definitely agree with that. If they were to bring this bounty system idea that I've been trotting out, like, take Ada's bounty system and put it all over the game, I think you would want to make it to where you don't have to keep going back to the NPC. You'd want to be like, okay, you've got the bounty for the week, and you just keep doing it and satisfying it, and then you can go in and push a button to reset it. So you don't have to go back to Devrim K. You just get his bounty for the old-fashioned, and then you just keep doing it. And and then when it's done, you get the reward, and you go in and push a button to like reset it, or finishing it just resets it. It just stays in your inventory, and you can delete it. And when you're you know once you're done, or it deletes at the end of the week. That way, you're not constantly going back to the NPCs. I still think you have to initially. You should have to initially go get them. I think that's fine. That's like that ritualistic feel that the game has. You go to the tower, you get your bounties, you go and do your stuff. And then you go back, you know, when you get a bunch of engrams or something. But I, I definitely think that you don't want to completely gut that aspect of the game where nobody's going to the tower. Um, you know, that I think is a, is a little bit of the game's charm and ritual. RPG says, I feel like milestones are good for the player base below the cap, but once you hit the cap, I, I think that milestones reward should translate into a consumable that once you've collected uh, allows you to access a special endgame activity that rotates weekly thoughts. No, I, like I said, I, I don't think the milestones are good, um, so I think your idea is springboarding off of something that I'm trying to get rid of. Now, if, if leveling is just normal, but milestones are there to be a reward that translates into like a consumable or something that once you get it you can get into a special end game activity I mean maybe I just think that if if you're you're adding consumables and currency to to the milestones and then it gets you into this other activity maybe the milestone just has increased chances of again exotics or maybe the milestones are still there as a big potential jump 
it's there for, to be your to be your big jump. You can use it to to get a big bump in your in your power level. But once they're gone, you're not done for the week. You just used up all your big jumps. Now you got to go do other things. So I don't necessarily want the mile systems. We don't necessarily have to dissolve it. It just shouldn't be the way that you level up. It could be a complementary way to you leveling up, but not the way. Uh, next question from Sergi. Last six or seven exotics I've gotten have all been ones I already have. Should milestones at max power increase exotic drop rate? Yeah, I just touched this. I think that'd be a good way to f- get exotics into the end game as well. Um, uh, Salt Shaker. Well, what would you change about Destiny's PvP right now, and why would you change that thing? I mean, I don't really play the PvP because I don't like it, so I, don't, I, I wouldn't... I, I don't really have any input on this. I The presence, the presence of abilities over gunfights always frustrated me in Destiny's PvP, but that's Destiny's PvP. You have to kind of accept that. I didn't like it in D1, and I don't like it now. Uh, it's Rondo. Do you like the idea of exotic mods? Perks that would not be impactful? No, I, I pushed back on this one. I think an exotic should drop and just be an exotic and be amazing. Don't make it... Don't... Don't make an exotic intentionally weaker so you can do like a catalyst or a mod to make it stronger. An exotic should just be an exotic, and then that's it. Now, you can get ornaments and stuff like that. That's That, I think, is fine. But an exotic should just be, that's the end of the matter. You just, you get the gun, you get the armor, and then you've got it. You don't have to sort of go and get this other thing to make it better. Exotic mods. Right, so Papa Crabman, you either make mods completely inconsequential, as he's saying. You just, you just, you make them weak. Or you make them, if you made them influential, if you made them impactful, well, then they'd have to be, you'd have to say that the, the, the gun would have to be somewhat incomplete when you get it. Or it would be broken. <clears throat> Do you really want to make the Ace of Spades stronger with a mod? Oh, no, it would only be a marginal benefit. Well, then what the frick is the point? Oh, well, no, make it influential. Well, then you're going to break the gun. Oh, well, if we're going to make it influential, we don't want to break the gun. Make it complete the gun. Make it complete Ace of Spades. No, when you get the exotic, you're done. Like, that's just the end of the matter. Now, grinding for exotic armor rolls is different. That's why I do think there should be a way to kind of grind for those. I don't like not being able to pursue a roll on shards and things like that. Uh, Jaysk. Haven't played since around 560 Lite. Is the game worth getting back into? That's totally up to you. I think the D1 weapon grind is back with the Ada Bounties in Black Armory. And if you're under <clears throat> if you're under 600, you're going to level up pretty fast. Daniel says, What do you think about the annual pass and should I purchase at the moment of this season? I like the annual pass as I just told the last person and I feel like it brought back some of that D1 weapon grind with the Forge. If you enjoy running loops of content and chasing weapons and gear, then I think this game brings that. But I never tell people to order content or pay for content. I trot out the value that I think is there, and then I say, if this is something that you enjoy, then go for it. But that's, again, up to you as the player to decide. Tyler, what's up, Lono? I agree, get rid of... Excuse me, I don't know what's going on. I have like a frog in my throat. I agree, get rid of milestones and to rank up with everything like another RPG, but uh, if after so many hours played, you gain a milestone, kind of rewarding for time played and not just sitting around, you got to complete events or matches to make it work. Uh, kind of a quick fix until Destiny 3. 
I don't know if we want to, we need to introduce new systems of reward. I think whenever you have intentional loot pursuit, people get into those lanes and they grind. They, they, they farm the nightfall for the grasp of Malak or the Imago loop, or in this case, people are grinding for certain roles with the Ada bounty. I think when you give people many, many lanes to those pursuits, then it's kind of up to them and that's really, really good. If you're not interested in any of the forge weapons, you might be interested in a weapon that Devrim K or the Drifter has. So then you grind that bounty. Or maybe you want the trust or the bygones and you want a really good roll on them. Well, giving you an intentional grind toward those weapons is empowering and it pulls people in. Let, almost getting to my third rollover in Gambit and finally getting a parcel, that's not very winsome. That's not very winsome at all. You you don't want people to feel that that all hope is lost or they're never going to get the gun they're wanting. There's just something I think very, very addicting about I'm going to get a drop every once in a while and it might have the thing that I want. If it has the thing that I want, then I'm excited and I'm happy. If it doesn't, well, it was really, really close and it made me want one or it was trash and it really makes me want one. That getting an interval of drop on a gun and then hoping for a good roll, I just think is very addicting and I think it belongs in every corner of the game. And if you do the same thing with armor, right? Let people pursue uh, specific pieces of armor so they can craft the build that they want. I think that's a great way to create content loops loot pursuit and get people to be very loyal to the game it works like destiny one was very thin it was very thin but man oh man did it get a very addicted player base why because you had that intentional grind toward really dope loot fate bringer you know all the way to imago loop there was always kind of some pocket of the game you could run in a circle and try and get the version of the thing that you want now Fatebringer was a static role, but once the random roles were pursuable, I mean, that was something that everybody was kind of working on. That's why when they let you just buy a different role from the NPC every week, you could tell they were kind of they were kind of putting the game to bed. Destiny One was ending. There was no, you know, there was no real loop of content anymore other than Age of Triumph. So, T Funk. You say the game needs to keep everything relevant for leveling, but also believe old raids should have a level cap. Do you think it would be better to give all the old raids a bump so people could have a reason to engage with all of the raids outside of the Catalyst? Well, here's the thing, alright? Keeping all the content relevant, you are right. I do basically allow for, whenever this comes up, it's my opinion that it's okay for old content to get left behind. Raids to get left behind. Okay? Now, obviously, whenever the raid is relevant, you're grinding not just for the loot, but it becomes a source of power. You know, you can go in and get big jumps from it, and that would work within the framework of what I've talked about. Harder content gives bigger jumps. So you could go into the raid a little bit underleveled, but you would know you're getting huge jumps in your in your leveling. You know, you're getting big, big bumps on the drops, okay? The main reason from that point on for you to run the raid would be the loot, Okay, well, what do you do once you have all the loot? I mean, that kind of happens now, right? 
if you if you are going to run a nightfall for a specific role on a gun like the warden's law and you get the role that you want you're not going to keep playing that nightfall i think that's a natural course of things this is why using the npcs and doing bounties is so key to the game's relevancy think about it like this what if suddenly you could go and get bounties for an old raid because they decided to add a couple more weapons or update some of them or they like in this case they bring back you know they suddenly give leviathan the year two treatment and you can go to uh, you know benedict and you buy a bounty for sins of the past or the midnight coup or the pulse rifle or the smg or any of those right so you go in and you say all right i'm going to i'm going to grind this week and it's a bounty that takes you into that raid and you complete the bounty and you get a roll and you don't get the roll that you want guess what you can do you can go and grab the bounty and run it again that again keeps the raid relevant but not in a way where like you're going in and like abusing its presence and getting power from it you would go in and there would be a loot pursuit. See, this this idea, like Ada, Ada as an NPC and her bounty system is such a great idea to put in other NPCs. Because you could always kind of trickle out things to say, hey, we want to kind of keep these raids in the mix. We like them. We like these raids. We think they're good. We think they're good content. And you can go and get a bounty from Benedict in Season 6, and we've added a couple new, uh, just two two new guns. Two, we've added two new guns to the Leviathan, right? Well, there you go. Now you've got a reason to run Leviathan. You've got a reason to grind and get loot from it. It's still relevant. Well, somebody might ask me, okay, Lono, but you said everything levels you up. Do you think that should happen with Leviathan when there's a new a new level bump? Sure. Why the frick does it matter? It's endgame content, and if people really like running Leviathan, let them. If you want to run Nightfalls and Strikes, you're going to be leveling up from that. If you want to run Pub Events and Adventures, you're leveling up from that. Who the frick cares where it comes from? Don't you see how it, it like, as, as like, T-Funk's asking a good question here. It keeps those raids relevant and in a way that doesn't feel weird. Oh, man, you can't only get so many level bumps from milestones, but then you can go and run raids, and then that's part of the mix. It's like, wait, what? So you're leveling in an old raid, but I can't level just by running strikes? That doesn't make any freaking sense. It creates a, 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 a spectrum that's just sensible and logical. T-Funk asks a good question. Clip it. <laughs> T-Funk clipping that. Yes. It's a, Yeah, I think it's a good question. My gosh. Think of the content relevancy at that point. Not only is every NPC and every planet relevant, you can come down here and you got a raid and two raid layers. Relevant. Last Wish. Relevant. Scourge of the Past. Relevant. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, it's been six months, um, and Penumbra's done, and we decided to, in this season... There is two new guns in Scourge. There's two new guns in Leviathan. There's two new guns. They just add guns and they add those bounties. And then you go and you grind those raids if you want. And there's cool stuff in there. My gosh, what a relevancy injection. So much content. Recycled content. Mia, shut the frick up. We'd have so much stuff to do. We'd have so much stuff to do.
again, if they give themselves containers and then they just invest in those containers, I, I think that's like a really, really great way to make people say, I didn't really like Leviathan, but man, oh man, I want that gun. And they kind of go in and you're like, well, now you're making people run content they don't like. I mean, not necessarily only if you want that loot, you know, you know, nobody's forcing you. Nobody's forcing you to go get that loot. You can, you can, you can sit on the sidelines and ignore it if you want. You know? So, from where I sit, the streamlined leveling, putting bounties, the streamlined leveling, and then putting bounties in the NPCs uh, to be grinded, like with Ada, literally takes every piece of content and can stretch its relevancy for forever. For forever. The game would just always feel like it's kind of expanding. We wouldn't have much to do if they add two guns to Leviathan. People are going to run it uh, for the gun and then stop. Right, but Lycan, you gotta remember when I'm saying this, everybody's, every NPC is getting something that season for you to chase. Devrim K would have something. Drifter, Zavala, Shax, Anna Bray. All of them. All of them would get that. So sure. Right? Sure, you would you would have that element of oh I I got the role I wanted on the gun from Leviathan so now I'm done that's okay think about what that does it's like okay Leviathan's relevant to me now for a while I'm I'm, I'm going for the the gun role that I want it takes you a couple weeks to get the gun role that you want because you play you run the raid a couple times now you got to go to work etc whatever you run on the weekends and you're not you don't get the role that you want so you kind of keep trying. And then, and, and then that's the beauty of it is every time you're running the raid, it's not, oh gosh, think about this. Every time you're running the Leviathan, then you're not saying, will I get a midnight coup? You're saying, I will get a midnight coup. Will I get the role that I want? That just kind of keeps people in the mix. And sure, after a couple weeks, you and your buds would finally get some roles. You'd settle on them and be like, these are pretty good. These will get the job done. I'm happy. I I really like mine. Or you got your friend that you want to punch in the face because he got the role that you wanted and he doesn't even like the gun, right? That, That sort of thing's happening. Well, when you're done with Leviathan or when your buddies aren't around to to raid, guess what you can do? You could go chase a gun from Drifter or Ada or Shax or Zavala or Devrim K or whoever. There'd be all these guns to chase. Well, Lono, how are they going to keep adding guns to the game? I mean, they already have right now a ton of guns that could slowly trickle back in from year one that just got relegated to a really crappy time in the game's history. They could slowly trickle those guns back in. That'd be a great place to start. That's, that's easily a year's worth of trickle and all you have to do is give them potentially really really good roles that can match the efficiency of the present guns that we have now dire promise the old-fashioned the uriel's gift all they have to do is add cool roles that match the efficiency of guns right now they don't even have to be game changing i just need i just need a hand cannon that's as good as the warden's law and maybe it's got a perk on it that we've never heard of and it's you know it's just it's just different marginal differences like that i think would work i think people would chase the guns i think they would say oh i really like the way that this gun handles or feels i'm going to chase a mananan scout scouts would obviously have to get better but you know a nurgle pulse maybe you chase that pulse and you're really going for the pinnacle version of it that's got some cool or unique role on it i, I genuinely think people would do it 
you know i genuinely think people would do it because then there's just always something kind of new and fresh to chase and all they're doing is all they're doing is updating the npcs while doing that they could add things here and there Hey, this season we added a we added a um, a couple of strikes. We added this this little raid over here in Penumbra. It's it's a new raid. All the old raids now have one or two new guns you can chase with the uh, with the bounties, and all of the NPCs have one or two guns you can chase with the bounties. And each week, those NPCs will also have rotating pieces of armor that you can grind for if you'd like to get a full armor set from IO or wherever the frick. I just, I, I cannot believe they haven't, if they're not considering doing what I'm talking about, I, I just, I, I would be just absolutely shocked. It just seems like such an easy, easy win. Such an easy win. You know? Uh, Salt Shaker. What's your favorite raid from Destiny in general? Wrath of the Machine. Scourge of the Past is now right up there with it. I just don't have a real reason to run Scourge. I think Scourge is a, just a work of art. It's beautiful. Uh, that last boss fight. I think the last boss fight in Scourge of the Past, I still think, and I think I could argue very strongly for this, like, that it's the best boss fight in all of Destiny. It is the best boss fight. Now, that's subjective, that's opinion, but I think I could add a lot of layers to the argument to really convince people of my position. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that one. Studly, what do you think about the future of Destiny's player base with a large amount of big releases coming out? Anthem Division 2 Apex? I think it just creates really, really good rhythm. They leave, they 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 play another game, and then they come back. I think that's been happening for four years. Uh, the Vreek. How do you think Bungie will handle level requirements for Joker's Wild? As someone who barely played Black Armory content, I'm sitting around 605. If I'm going to have to slog myself all the way to 650, 660, just to be able to touch it, um, it's got no chance of bringing me back in. This is precisely why this talk is so important. You should not feel that way. Right now, you should feel empowered as a player to boot up, put time in, level up, and get the frick ready. And you should also feel that way when they're like, hey, you're, you're, you're 640, you're 650, wherever you are. The new cap's 700. You should be like, yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there at my own pace. Everything I do is bringing me, is, is leveling me up. Instead, there's just that, 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 that feeling of what if I don't get the right drops? What if I, you know, what if I don't get the right things to fall in the right places and I get left behind? The leveling system is, it's just terrible in Destiny. It really is bad. And I think they're admitting that and they're making changes. I think they just need to keep putting that pedal down and saying, put the pedal on the floor, really let people level up quickly. It's not a value point if they, if it's, if it's a barrier. H42 Wan. What are your thoughts on Black Armory Shader on non-Black Armory Weapon? Uh, make them silvery rather than blackish? Uh, I don't really know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna try it. Um, okay, I see what you mean there. I do see what you mean there. Let's try another weapon. Uh, Wardens. Yeah, I don't know where that gray is coming from. It does seem pretty prominent. It does seem pretty prominent. Oh, that is just... I don't know about... I don't know, dude. That's freaking sexy on that trust. Holy moly. Let's put that on there. That looks absolutely beautiful. Stock with 33 months, dude. Thank you so much, man. Cheers, my guy. Thank you. That's a long time being subbed. I missed T... Uh, T1D sub as well, and Melody Master, and 8 Mask. Guys, sorry for missing all those subs. Um... That trust is... Mmm. Mmm. That was very nice. But I need to have an auto rifle right now. 
Uh, I don't know why the shader's doing that, man. Uh, Daniel says, what do you think? What do you think buy it at this moment of the season? I don't know. If you're asking if I think you should buy, I don't tell people whether or not to buy. I've answered this question enough already today, though, about where I see the value points are. And if those value points speak to you, then speak with your money. Uh, Daniel, what do you think about the annual pass? Should I buy it at this moment? Oh, you 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 fixed your question and submitted it. Yeah, I just answered you. No, I don't. I don't answer that question. I don't answer that question. It's up to you. I only communicate where I see value, where I see shortcomings, and I believe that the content's in a great place right now. Before with Black Armory, I was telling people to hold off and wait. I said let them streamline the leveling, and they have. Leveling is better. It's still not where it should be, but it's significantly better. H42 Juan, should Bungie make a battle royale like season? No. STP says, which do you think is coming in the next update? Annual pass or big DLC? I prefer a big DLC. I honestly don't know. It could go either way. Honestly, there could be a big DLC planned for September that was already in the making. I've been calling it the Taken Queen. They did make it very clear that the, the light of the traveler at the end of the game hitting everything was where we were going. We've gone to the reef and the last thing it hits is is the dreadnought. I've believed and, and, and argued very strongly that we would be going back to the Dreadnought, fighting Savathun, and then call it the Taken Queen. I still think that's very likely. And then after that, an annual pass. That annual pass could be a little bit more thin, but it could be a good delivery. And that annual pass could be where they really take my idea, not my idea, but they could take their idea, their their idea that I want to I want to spread to other pieces of the game. And they could really just take all the old gear, the year one gear, slowly drip feed it out through the NPCs. And I think that could be what the next annual pass uh, could be. So annual pass always sucked. Again, that's your perspective. You know, don't buy it if you think that. So, but it's weird. I don't think anybody asked. Did anybody send it, submit a question to Joker and ask him what he thought? I don't think, I don't think they did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're allowed to share your opinion in chat, but I mean... Everybody's going to think differently about it. Lycan. I personally think milestones are a core part of RPG games. Removing them would make Destiny feel less RPG and more shooter. What are your thoughts on them making the game more hardcore RPG in difficult and less casual way? I honestly don't know what you're talking about. I've never played an RPG with milestones. Diablo, Borderlands, Elder Scrolls Online. I play, I level up. I don't open up a map and get told these are the things that will level you up. Nothing else does. I've never played an RPG like this, ever. It's not a core part of RPGs. Now, weekly loot like lockout, sure, like you can only do this so many times in a given week, but even that's more common in Destiny and like World of Warcraft. Right? I was never locked out of loot in Diablo or Borderlands or the Elder the Elder Scrolls Online might have weekly activities, but like I, I ne- I never was like oh I'm done leveling up for the week I gotta come back next week that's not a thing man that's not an RPG thing at all it's the antithesis of an RPG it's Candy Crush it's a mobile game thing it's not an RPG thing. Telling the player they're done for the week, no more, come back next week, come back tomorrow, that's a Candy Crush mobile game thing. That's not an RPG thing. Superman Senior, what exotics would you like to see coming back? None of them. I like new exotics. Uh, White Light, what do you think adding enhanced perks to weapons as well as armor? New perks would be better, but I think it'd be a cool way to add more grind. They're kind of doing that now with like Rampage Spec. I think that's better. I kind of like that on a gun. I feel like, I don't know, 
maybe this is me, but I like the idea of like putting a mod on a gun and instead of enhancing its perk. So I like a mod that says, here, here is a here's a thing that enhances such and such perk. I like that. That who cares, right? We're both saying the same thing. I just like the way the mod feels thematically. You're you're attaching it to the gun. You know, I, I it would be cool, right? It would be cool if when you put a mod on a gun, it shows up somewhere. Appear, there's some sort of an appearance change. So like Rampage spec, it'd be cool if it like added like a little thing to like a little wire and maybe a little like clock or I don't know, something to the magazine. Yeah, just a little something. Just a little something, something. It doesn't have to be amazing, you know. Uh, Ancient Turkey subbed and so did Uncharted Work, guys. Thank you. Richie Alvardo, what happened to weapons leveling up with you through mass working them so it grows with you? It doesn't feel like I'm. it's growing with me. It feels like I have to choose and pick uh, a couple of favorite weapons and nothing else. Well, and if you, and I mean, if you're like me, I'm just stockpiling enhancement cores because I know I'm going to need them for infusion in the next season. So I'm not even using enhancement cores for what they were originally designed for. They're just sitting there. I'm not mass working my gear. I'm not, I'm not actually using they basically have become a, a fuel for infusion that people stockpile because they know they're going to need it as soon as there's a buff or they don't have any and they're annoyed because they can't infuse the things they want to infuse johnny i'm totally down with no more milestones your currency idea is much simpler the other issue is power level versus character level both aren't necessary just merge them into one mm, no i disagree i think having character level and power level is totally fine they do that in the division they're doing that in anthem i, I think that's fine having like a a way of internally and logistically saying until your character is at this level you can't do x y and z and once you're at this level x y and z opens up to you and then once your power level gets to a certain level there's other things too i I don't have a problem with that i do know it's kind of confusing it does seem unnecessary but it doesn't feel like i don't think it's a detriment to the game i think other games do it and it's it's just fine it's not a detriment i think the milestone system and the leveling system is a detriment to the rpg experience of destiny and it needs to go i don't think the i don't think the the way that they the way that they have um power character level and power level i don't think that's a detriment to the degree that it needs to be removed the way that i think about milestones it's booted time. Do you feel they should bring back the abilities to infuse gear from any class? I don't think this is a huge pain point. If, if they streamline leveling and get enhancement cores the frick out of infusion, then I don't think this will matter. You, and, and I don't think you want them to do this because that would streamline leveling for one character and then it would be ludicrous. You would basically just get a bunch of armor pieces and then pass them down and there'd be no leveling on characters two and three. I think that's that would be, I don't know. I don't I don't think you want people being able to do that. That's not streamlining leveling. That just feel that that honestly feels kind of corny um, to me personally. Cuz like okay, you get one character to 700 and then you just go run a bunch of basic content and get a bunch of 700 pieces. Cuz if you streamline the leveling the way I've asked them to, that's exactly what would happen. Every piece of content would reward you with something at your level once you're max. There's no reason not to. And then you just pass it all down. So, no to that one Azuma Kazuma I keep getting confused when you say level power level or regular level should they get rid of 30 to 35 no I just answered this I don't have a problem with power level and character level being separate like I said other games do it and it's not that what the frick it's not that big of a deal that guy 100% teleported 
Uh, Jacob says, what if milestones were a series of quests that took about a week to complete, but awarded you with last season's max gear score, full armor and weapon set. So you get that second week, you fought up to the new content. If you took a break, I mean, I don't dislike this suggestion, but it's not really needed. If leveling is streamlined, I just think you're, I don't think you're, you're fixing a problem. I think you're just creating you're not fixing a problem or enhancing the game's experience. You're putting a band-aid on crappy leveling. Oh, hey, limited milestones and RNG got you down? No worries. Now that we're in this season, that milestone will give you a full set. You know, after a week, you get a full set and you'll be up to, you'll be up to par. Just let people level at a good clip and you don't need to do any of this. Salt Shaker, do you ever play with subs, uh, i.e. Twitch and YouTube? Uh, periodically, it's not really the focus on my channel anymore. Blue Dragon, thoughts on an explosive round auto rifle, submachine gun, or shotgun? Do it. Make it fun. I don't care about PvP. Saving Annihilator, what are your thoughts on the Activision Blizzard layoffs despite having a record year? Um, I don't think we understand the full scope of why the restructuring has happened. Uh, I don't think we'll ever truly know. And I think businesses do this all the time. They restructure, they get rid of redundancies. Uh, because they have to answer to their shareholders profit must continue to go up and that's difficult to do if you've got bloated or redundant departments now I don't say that with a cold heart it's sad and terrible when people lose their jobs it's sad and terrible when longtime veterans lose their jobs I mean some of these people had been with the company for a long long time I hope it's good for the industry I hope I hope that it's good for the industry and that these people pull a respawn right I love that they named their company Respawn too, because that's exactly what they did. They respawned. They got kind of booted out of Infinity Ward. It wasn't very cool the way that happened, but Respawn was born. Titanfall 1 and 2 are wonderful games, and now we have Apex Legends. So I, th- there's, a, there's a lot of good that could come from this. Rise from the ashes, dust yourself off, and, 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 make, something, and make something great out of this, you know? So it's terrible and it's sad, but I, we don't know all of the reasons why personally I think we get really really caught up in the evil of corporations and it's a dialogue that is not helpful because these companies this is what they do so every publisher has a similar setup they're going to try to generate as much profit and revenue as possible to keep their shareholders happy when they do that they have a lot of money to throw around and invest in projects the more profitable they are the more they can hopefully then look to industries to invest in now announcing the layoffs after bragging about how much money you know a record uh, having a record year that's not exactly what i would say is very tasteful but I'm never going to fault a company for protecting its interests and saying we need to do this to, to, to maintain margins, keep shareholders happy, and make profit. I mean, I, you can't fault them for that. That's what they're supposed to do. I mean, as long as they're not being unethical, right? If you had a guy that you, you know was selling shoes for you and he was he was working long hours and cutting things out of his life and doing different things, as long as it's not he's not having any like ethics violations you'd be like yeah man do your job that's great if you started a business and you started to see the need to cut or or not cut certain things or certain people or certain things you initially thought were going to be very very good for the business you have to cut those and you have to get rid of those things i think you'd start to see that sometimes these decisions happen and they're 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 needed for the survival of the of the of the company the, you know, pruning happens 
and it's terrible and it's not cool. These people have families, they have bills, you know, they have a way of life that has been thrown into upheaval, but sometimes it has to happen. Uh, Rocks at Tyos. What would you think if we could craft weapons with random rolls and get a better weapon than before? For example, go figure, bad roll, I could be able to craft it from my collections. No. No, this doesn't belong in Destiny. I've always pushed back on crafting. I've always pushed back on the idea that you can just make another one. I don't think you want that in this game. It is... It's too transactional of time, and you just grind for the mats, and then you just keep kicking, spitting one out, spitting one out, spitting one out, spitting one out. I mean, that's just... There's there's something too transactional and just boring about that. Um, I think there's something more exciting about I'm gonna get one to drop. I'm doing the I'm playing the game. Here it comes. I didn't get what I want. That's just far more woven into the identity of Destiny than oh you got enough materials. Yeah, just make seven you know seven go figures and and then you'll 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 probably get the one that you want. I mean I did that in Destiny One with the dry rot and it was so boring and stupid. And then think about it like this: compare when I stood in the tower and forged however many dry rots, you know, 11 dry rots before I got the one that was considered the best roll. Compare that to the 400 some odd strikes, 53 skeleton keys to get the Imago loop. Which was a better which was a better experience? Well, yeah, I got salty and I complained about the skeleton key grind, but there was always that that, that thrill, that excitement of I might get one this time. There was the rage, there was the frustration, there was the salt about getting a grass skirt, but is that is that I don't know which 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 affected me in a more impactful way which one do we remember fondly which one do we laugh about and joke about nobody talks about the dry rot we all talk about the imago loop you know that's what we talk about that's what we remember those are the stories those are the memories because your emotions are attached to it you're more invested uh Senecus. Raids are typically scaled to be 20 above light for the average hardcore player base. Do you think it would be a better system for them to just artificially add 20 light of level cap for the first 24 hours to give us that feeling of difficulty, assuming Bungie ever goes away from the traditional uh, MMO, allow us to grind a max level as much as ever uh, with no weekly go home and come back next week? I don't know if I like the idea of just arbitrarily raising everything. I like the idea of a difficulty spectrum that you're in control of as a player. I like that. Because then you can say, hey, I want to raise the difficulty on this content, so I'm going to, and you do, and then you you get better rewards accordingly. Not welcome to the new season, everything is scaled above you, have fun getting your nuts crushed in the pub in the pub space. Um I don't no, I don't like that. And you're saying just for twenty four hours, like again, I just uh I think the best the best thing to do is just global cap, streamlined leveling. Everybody goes into the raid at the exact same at the exact same level. There is no I had better RNG than you or I saved this or did that or had an X number of keys or this or that and blah blah blah. You know, and then you go in and everyone everyone on your team is above the final delta and you beat teams that were well below you. Like that's just eh. the whole the whole world's first race gets sullied by that. And, and Giggs got Worlds First on Scourge, and he agrees with me on this. He didn't say, I agree with Lono, but he put out the exact same idea on Twitter, and he got Worlds First. 
Alphacopter. It seems Bungie is divided on the macro situation. Third-party automation is listed under their banning policies, but to my knowledge, no one on PC has actually been banned uh, for macros. In addition, they they marketed an officially licensed keyboard that supported macros, yet... They've been coy about the language in the top twab concerning macros. Do you think it's odd for Bungie to be treating this issue so hypocritically? I, I did not, I did not like the way they talked about it. I, t- I, I in, in my Titan in my Titan skating video, I discussed this. I said they should have called it cheating, not unconventional, you know, input or whatever whatever the phrase was that they used. It wasn't unconventional input, it's cheating. And as you say, according to their, if that's actually what their banning policy is, that third-party automation is listed under their banning policies, that's exactly what a freaking macro is. It's cheating, right? Now, I'm not calling for macro users to get to get banned. They should they just they just did it, you know, now now you can't use it, and that's good. That's a victory. But you don't call it unconventional. It's cheating, man. It's 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 external artificial means for an in-game advantage. It's it's a less influential version of an aimbot. It's doing things for you to make you have an advantage in the game over other players. I, again, I don't know why they soft pedaled it. And again, I don't know why they soft pedaled it because now it's like people that use scroll wheel are lumped in with people using macros and plenty of streamers were using scroll wheel but not using a macro because a macro is a form of cheating and now they're lumped in with macro users oh yeah scroll wheel also was it's un, and that's true unconventional is true for scroll wheel that's not really a, the, the traditional way of you know binding your jump you know and then the way people were doing it it was unconventional like the rate at which the inputs came in was ridiculous and it was rapid and that's what led to yeah, uh, the 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 increased speeds, um, and so I I think it was a it was a real it was a fumbled ball the way they handled it. They should have been very clear. We are we are against the use of third party automation. That's not what scroll wheel binding was. Scroll wheel binding plus macros is a form of third party automation and is and is a form of cheating. You know what I mean? Cat says. As a solo and not very good player, I find it somewhat very disappointing to get an exotic quest in the PvE world that I have to finish in the PvP environment. What are your thoughts about the possibility of having options to complete? Like, PvE might take longer and more drawn out. I mean, I'm I'm not sure which thing you're talking about. If you're talking about the last word, then no, I I completely disagree. I think that's a PvP weapon and it, it belonged in the PvP context. Right? But the Thunderlord, the Sleeper... You know, these are all exotic quests that didn't take you into Crucible. There have been more, way more exotic quests that never go into Crucible than they are than there are that do. So it, everything's kind of in your in your favor. The last word by lore is a guardian killing weapon, right? And it's clear from the way that it's built. It's built for PvP. Ace of Spades is the same is is the same animal. Right, it's the same exact animal. It, it's it's meant to be used in a, in a PvP environment. So I I get where you're coming from, Cat. I do, and you know, and you know, I and you know, I'm a fan. Uh, you're you're great, but I I don't think you should be able to get PvP themed exotics without going into PvP. 
It was, and again, I, I I understand where you're coming from. Like, oh, I don't want to go play PvP. This isn't this isn't fun. But there are gambit themed weapons, and I've been calling for gambit bounties like Ada that you could then go grind for a trust. Well, I don't like gambit. Well, that's where the weapon is. You know, it's a similar situation. It's a very similar situation to people that are like they don't want to raid, but they want raid gear. They grab that front guy. That really screwed me. I wanted these guys. Uh, cast ready. How do you think about Azure rework? I've talked about Azure rework before, where he would sell the um, he would sell the frame, and that get, like you get the frame by doing like a bounty. So the frame doesn't take very long to get. Once you have the frame, you can do a quest, and then the quest gets you the gu- gets you the gun, and then there's a mystery. And once you solve the mystery and do the mystery, you get the catalyst. They could stagger it. Not all exotics, but some could be... Do- I don't want every exotic to be a transaction of time. I like world drops. I think world drops are good. But I think that uh, there's a lot of room for him to be more utilized. Now, I say the you know the mystery for the catalyst, but then you're going to be like, well, Lono, I thought you said catalysts are probably not going to be coming back. Yeah, probably not, but if they bring them back, that could be the way to do it. You do it with him. Actually, right now, that's where all of the catalysts that you can't get anymore, that's where they should be. You should just literally be able to go get it from Zerb, buy it, it throws it on the gun, and then you can go and activate it, you know, like people were doing in the, in the Castellum and stuff. Uh... What could Destiny learn from Apex? How to properly extend the relevancy of all content with difficulty spectrum. Kulak Gizmo. What if we kept milestones but all gear and drop from activities after milestones still reward light level gains but in smaller <clears throat> increments? Yeah, I mean, I kind of said this. I would be okay with the milestones being big jumps and all the content being smaller jumps. But then it needs to work on a spectrum. Public events should reward less a, a lower jump than... It should reward a lower jump than what you get from like the raid or a nightfall. That I mean, that's that I think is a simple, a simple and clear and logical, you know, argument. I think, um, but milestones could be like the really, really big jumps. So you kind of get your big jumps out of the way, and you're like, okay, sweet, I'm X power before starting my just normal loop of content for the week. Do you know why that would be a really, really good system? I should have put this in my talk. I just thought of this. This is a good idea. People that have limited time could target the milestones for bigger jumps. And they could jump faster if they're limited time. Like, it'd be an easy way for a casual player to boomerang, right? And beyond that, the more hardcore player can get the big bump and then just settle into the grind and get the more rhythmic. So it would it would it would really trickle down very well if the milestones weren't the only way to level like they'd be like a big jump and then after you get your all your big jumps you can settle in and that's a great way to help boomerang the players who may have less time. Well I don't want to run gambit. That's fine. I mean if you have limited time though, you're going to get a bigger jump. You're going to get a bigger jump from gambit. So do you know do the big ones, you know, and then and then you could, oh, well, I don't really want to do the big ones. I don't like these. That's fine. You don't have to. It's a trade-off. You could go into content that you might not be all that fond of. And the benefit of running those five Crucible games, and you want to poke your own eye out the whole time because you hate the Crucible, well, the benefit is a really, really big jump, a big drop at the end. 
Jchrist, when you dismantle a mod, shouldn't you get five mod components since it costs ten to buy one? Sure, mod component economy is broken right now. It, they, they need to give you a way of, of earning them. Uh, Jchrist with another one. I'm down for chasing one exotic for my Titan. I'm down to one. And one for my Warlock. Where would be my best bet to try that? Uh, get the elusive unicorn. Um, probably strikes with a the boon pop from Zavala as well as a, uh, a uh, pop the boon and then pop the um, what's it's called the fire team medallion. So now milestones apparently have a good drop rate on exotics too. Um, so you could do those. I know for a while there there was a there was a rumor that the powerful the powerful bounty from spider had a good drop rate of exotics not for me but that's what people were saying uh bladder magician what do you think about changing the leveling system to be where we can take bounties from each vendor and it gives us a plus one to a targeted item like ada and have the random drop ingram from power level then we can change infusion to remove enhancement cores and make them bounty-esque system tied to strikes to make them relevant that way we can focus on improving no no i like the idea of chasing loot with bounties you should just be leveling up by playing. That's just, that's my entire contention. Any idea that's not in line with that, I'm going to reject to a certain degree. I'm not saying your idea is bad. I like the idea of targeted leveling. Like, oh, do this bounty and then target an item. I Like, I get that. But I, I think, again, just simplify it for people. Boot up, grab your controller, shoot the baddies, loot drops. It helps you level up. Done. Every other lane you want to build with bounties and pursuit should be about chasing loot and not chasing power. I just think there's such a there's a simplistic there's a simplistic beauty to that that's winsome and lands on the whole player base. And again, this has to go hand in hand with this has to go hand in hand with once your max power, you then have all these new activities that open up to you and new bounties. Lord 196 Drax says, what if we could pull out weapons from the collections, but it had the exact same role as the one we got first and is more expensive to purchase again? I think they said they're going to come up with a way for us to pull randomly rolled stuff from collections. I, that that sounds okay to me. This is this was my idea. Let's say you get a pair of gauntlets that has it, it has a role that you think is good. You're like, this is this is a pretty good role. Okay. You go to collections, okay? And you go to the gauntlets and you highlight the gauntlets and you hit Y. You see how in here I highlight these and a whole menu opens up? Okay? Right here when you're in collections, you don't even have to go into collections maybe. Anywhere you go, there's just a little thing here. And let's imagine that when I highlight this, no, it would need to be in collections, I'm sorry. You highlight this, and then down here it shows you, here are the two gauntlets you have. Here are the two wing theorem gauntlets that you have right now. Right? And you go to it, and you hold down X, and it locks that roll in. And that's your roll in collections. You go into the collections, you highlight this, here's the wing theorems you have in your collections. It, like It's a little menu that when you highlight it, it, like, it expands down here, and then you highlight the one that you like, and you lock it in. You you hold down X or whatever. So then, whenever it's time for you to pull it out, you've got the 
you you've you've there it is there's your role you, you've locked it in so later on you're like oh man they just made scouts better i'm really glad i locked in that role on that scout that i haven't been using i deleted it for the sake of like vault space you know looks magnificent thank you wife's dropping off lunch for those listening in other places angry pete instead of crafting what about an item from ada you can only get once a week and it lets you reroll a current weapon no 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 man uh-uh re-rolling reforging or crafting i should never come back to the game nope no and think about what you're saying, brother. Just grab the bounty and do it. That's another roll. You just want to come here and push a button and get another roll. No! Grab the bounty, go do it, and there's your other roll. Instead of going to her and hitting a button on a currency once a week and then it re-rolls it. What? what? No, just do the bounty and get the roll. Uh, Gar- Garbagarg. What the heck? Uh, what do you think about the possibility of being able to pack, uh, go back and remake the random rolls that you had before? Yeah, I just answered this, how they could do this through the collections by locking in the roll. Uh, Dolphin says, Lono, uh, do you think Destiny could do a system like Division with world tiers from a progression system standpoint? It works well in Division 1, could work in Destiny. Your thoughts? Yes. I think, uh, I think an, a, uh, a, a, a power level change would be perfect. Make, make the public space, make the adventures, make the strikes 650, and when you do that, you get all these benefits. Increased exotic drop chances, I don't know, all kind of things. You get enhancement cores dropping, things like that start to happen for you because you're raising the difficulty. I 100% think that they could do this. They could let you go through the whole game on a harder difficulty and have reasons that it helps you. It's going to be great in Anthem because you're going to be able to set the free play to Grandmaster 1 or hard and get loot drops in accordance to that. So... I'm going to end the Q&A session there. Don't go anywhere. If you're here live, I'm going to continue streaming. But if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. You probably can catch me live right now. Uh, As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.